Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So uh, good to see you. Hey, we're in that series called The One Another's. And let me, let me say a little commercial ahead of time. Uh, October 7th, a couple of weeks from today, we will do baptism and communion. We'll take a little break from uh, the one another's and do communion. And uh, so I just kind of like to announce that uh, because that's a special time for the church, but that'll be October 7th uh, for communion and baptism. So in the one another's, we've, we've looked at love one another. Last week, we looked at prefer one another. Today, we will look at accept one another. Okay. My prayer is that we, as Paxton said, that we would be uh, a James 122 church. And what I mean by that is that we would not just merely listen to the word, but that we would be doers of the word. So today I want to encourage you to be a doer of the word. And when you talk about accepting one another, it In order to hear the word and to accept one another, it's not going to just happen in this building. There's going to be a test on it. And for some of us, it's going to come pretty quick, okay? We're going to walk out of here, and we're not going to be too far away from this place, and we're going to have the opportunity to put feet on what we just heard. And we're going to have to accept one another, So I want you to go to your word, Romans 15, 7. Romans 15, 7. Now, I want to read this out of two translations. First, I want to read it out of the New King James Version, and then I'll read it out of NIV. Romans 15, 7 says, Therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received to the glory of of God. Receive one another. So the opposite of receive, I think, would be reject. That's rude. Amen. So I want you to listen to it out of the NIV. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you. Now watch the rest of this. In order to bring praise to God. It's a little different, isn't it? So if we're going to be doers of the word, and we're going to do Romans 15, 7 in the NIV, we're going to accept one another, and by doing that, what do we do? We bring praise to God. So I guess there's only one thing for us to do as a church. We got to get our praise on, amen? We got to get our praise on. You never think that by accepting someone, I'm praising God or I'm bringing praise to him because we think unless we're worshiping or singing or something like that, that's the only way we can worship and praise him. But the word says, 
not I say, but the word says, if you will accept one another, then you'll bring praise to God. We need to praise God. Sometimes the world, not knowing it, brings more praise than the church. Sometimes we find more acceptance out there for people than we do in here for people. May that change. So what I've got is six basic statements of acceptance, our declarations of acceptance. Six areas that we have got to state as a believer, as people, that we are going to accept one another. Number one is this. I will willingly receive you or accept you and love you because you are a human being. Now, there's a commercial out there that says the problem with humans are, the problems with human beings are, they're just not very good at being human, all right? You might see that, okay? Everyone is created in God's image, Genesis 1, 27. Jesus died for all men, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Here's the deal. They, people out there, people different from us, people that are other human beings are whosoever's. It's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to see them and go, Ugh. <laughs> I'll bless you. I mean, a statement I say a lot is, baby, I guess it just takes all of us. <laughs> I mean, because I see stuff, you see stuff, I'm like, oh, Lord, help. And so they're human beings. And the bottom line is, no matter what I in my flesh think about them, he died for them. He loves them. He made them. He created them. They're his. And I got to love them. I got to accept them. And scripture says, if I will accept them, I bring praise to God. So Jeff, if you're really serious about praising me, then you better start accepting people. See, that changes that whole thing. Because, see, I would want it to say, if you're having a real good day and all the human beings are acting the way you want them to act, you accept them, and that will bring praise to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so, that's my favorite scripture. But that's not what it says. It says accept them, and it'll bring praise to me. No matter how you find them, no matter what they do, you accept them. Every human is of tremendous value. Hmm. Every human is of tremendous value. Every human made by the hands of God has tremendous value in the kingdom. That's why he made them. That's why he made us. He made us to expand the kingdom. He made us for worship. He made us to absolutely love and adore and make much of him. We all have tremendous value. I willing to receive you and love you because you are a human being. Number two, I will acknowledge, affirm, and delight 
in the fact that you are unique. Somebody needs to turn to somebody next to him and say, you're unique. Be careful who you turn to, okay? And be careful how you say unique, okay? Hey, each of us, I'm looking at some unique folks, all right? You're looking at me going, you're pretty unique. You're, we're unique, man. There's, they say there's no two snowflakes exactly the same. I'm not real sure how you determine that, because if you catch one, is gone. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to figure that out. But I'm just trusting them, all right? But no two snowflakes exactly the same. There's no two people, no two humans exactly the same. Not even twins, not even twins. You can have children in the same family, and I know I'm the daddy, and I know my wife is the mama, and I have two, and they're totally different. A lot, lot of the same, totally different, though. Very unique. Look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139 in your Bible. Look at verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. For my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You were absolutely 110% knit together by the Creator. You were made by Him. You are unique. You are unique. You are unique. If we're going to accept one another, we have got to understand that we are unique people. We're unique. We all have little personality traits. We all have little demeanors. We all have little things that we do that are just, they're just unique. They're unique. Husbands and wives can be married for 50 years and still look at each other and go, that's the goofiest, weirdest thing you do. I don't even know why you do that. I don't know why you, I mean, my grandparents married a long, long time, 53 years, something like that. My granddad still did stuff. My grandmother was like, I, I don't understand. That is weird. But we're unique. We just do weird stuff. We're unique. Number three, I will receive you and love you even though you look different from me. First Samuel 16, 7. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, if you're ever going to accept people, you got to look past them. Now, I'm not saying look through them. I mean, you got to look past them. Because they may walk up to you, and by looks and appearance, you might not be impressed or might think much of them. But you've got to see what the Father sees. You see... <laughs> You say, well, this is just like love one another. No, it's not. See, I can love you and not accept you. I can. But if I accept you, then I must have loved you. You see, some people say, well, I, I love those people. No you, no, you really don't love those people because you've never, ever accepted those people. It's a big difference to just saying, well, I love them than, than accepting them. When you see people that look different, act different, smell different, 
you know, just eat different. They're just different than you. Can you still accept them? That's hard. That's very hard. Because what we want to do is, and we'll look at it in a little bit, we want to change them first. And God says, I'm not that, you're, you're not that person. That's not what you do. You accept them. You accept them. I love Jesus with the woman that was caught in adultery. There's a woman caught in adultery, and by law, the Pharisees knew the law, that you would stone this woman. So the, the Pharisees bring Jesus, this woman caught in adultery, and he says, by law, the law says that we should stone her. And he simply says to them, ye who are without sin cast the first stone. And they begin to drop their stones in a really interesting order. By age, first. Oldest ones first. Then there was nobody. And he simply says to her, where are those who condemn you? And she says, there aren't any. Neither do I. Go and leave your life of sin. See, that, my friends, is accepting someone. See, he accepted her, and what she received was love. He said, well, I love her, but I don't have anything to do with her. No, 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 no. You got to accept them, and by accepting them, you love them. You can't judge them by their outward appearance or by their look. We live in a day and time in a world that is consumed with the outer appearance. And we, as children of God, to model scripture, have got to look past the shell of a man to the heart of a man. And when you can do that, you're absolutely doing it as the Father does it. Listen, all of us, myself included, he looked past me and saw me inside first, saw what I could become. Same thing for others. Number four, I will be particularly sensitive to accept you when you enter a new environment. How many of you have ever been in a new environment? Raise your hand. We've all been there. If you're not raising your hand, you're lying in church. All right? <laughs> and that's bad. Altar going to be packed. All right? We've all been in a new environment, new classroom, new teacher, new university, new building, new job. Some of us new environment when we got married. I mean, you get married, you go to the honeymoon, you come home, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> game on, <laughs> game on. Uh, I mean, all that stuff is different. Remember how you felt when you walked into a new environment? It's awkward, isn't it? It's weird, it's uncomfortable. Some of you are like, no, nah, I just walked in, it's great. There's very few of you, okay? New environment. Think for just a little bit. How many people do you know, just, just in your little world right now, that have walked in to a new environment? They're new on your street. They're new in your neighborhood. They're new to your school. They're new at work. Maybe they're new in your church. You look up and you go, man, there's a lot of new people here. Okay, have you made them feel welcomed in their new 
environment. See, it's not enough for us just to recognize new people. This is a new environment for a lot of people. It is our job, since this is our environment, they have entered our environment, so to speak. It's our job, responsibility, to make sure the people that enter a new environment feel like it's home. It's not their job to make this home. It's your job to make them feel like this is home. Does that make sense? Church really struggles with this. Sometimes you can go to the bar. Not that I'm a living testimony of this, okay? Sometimes you can walk into a bar and be welcome to the bar much more genuinely than you can when you walk into a church. Why is that? That's just weird. I wonder sometimes, would Jesus go to the bar and sit down or come to the church and sit down? Where is he most welcomed? Just a thought. You say, I've never heard a preacher talk about Jesus at a bar. Sorry. I'm just curious because sometimes the church really struggles with the fact that people walk into a building and it's a new environment for them. How do we make them feel? Listen to me. If you can remember how you felt walking in, don't ever let them feel that. If you felt awkward, timid, weird, and, and, and nobody really approached you, then bless the Lord and never let anybody feel what you felt. Welcome them into your environment. How can you today be proactive in accepting them into a new environment? What do you do? What can you do? Number five. This is a good one and a tough one. Even as I get to know you on a deeper level, I will not stop accepting you. Mm. I would ask for a show of hands who's been there, but I won't do that, okay? Even though we get to know you, even though I get to know you on a deeper level, I will not stop accepting you. Regardless of who you are, what you have done, or what you will do, I will keep accepting you. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation from the church, no condemnation from me. I am not going to judge you after I get to know you. I accepted you. Now I know you on a deeper level, but now I'm about to reject you. That's wrong. That's just wrong. Listen, when he got to know you on a deeper level, he being Jesus, he didn't reject you. He loved you more. If we're going to be like the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, then we've got to accept people even when we know everything about them. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor death, 
know anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Boy, we love that scripture for us. Oh, man, I love that scripture for me. Oh, that's a good scripture for me. That scripture isn't just for me. That scripture is for me to receive healing from and go give it out. If he receives us that way, we must receive them that way. If they're ever going to see Jesus, the real Jesus, for who he really is, then they must see Jesus like that. When we love like this, when we accept like this, when we receive like this, then we show them a beautiful picture of Jesus. Last one's this. I'm going to accept you for who you are, and I won't always be trying to change you. And all the husbands said, amen. I mean, that's the one. Every time I make this point, my husband's like, yeah. Listen, we've got to accept them. It's not our job to change them. That will come in time. But we want people to look right, smell right, act right, be right before we ever accept them. You weren't. You weren't. Why should they when you were not? If we will accept them for who they are, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, will change them in his time. John 13, 20 says this. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Mm. How you doing with your acceptance? I say this a lot. We are called to be fishers of men. You catch them and he'll clean them. Amen. <laughs> I, I know too many churches that want to help Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord, stop. Catch them and let him clean them. You catch them, let him clean them. How are you going to catch them? You're going to accept them the way he accepted you. If you will accept them, they will give Jesus a chance. If you don't accept them, he's not going to give Jesus nor the church a chance. Too many people like that right now. They've been rejected by church people. I don't even know what that is. All right. they've been ex- they, 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 they've been, they have not been accepted by it. And so they, to this day, will not give Jesus nor the church a chance. A shame on us. We need to go back to being the biblical Jesus model of accepting people and not worry about changing people. He's the changer. You're the acceptor. I want to go back to Romans 15.7 again. Accept one another. Accept one another. Then, just as Christ 
accepted, say it, me. <laughs> Accept one another just as Christ accepted me. Why? See, that's the question today. Everybody wants to ask that question. They used to ask how. Now they ask why. It's a true fact. Why? Here's your why. In order to bring praise to God. So here's the question. How's your praise? Church, how's your praise? How'd you praise this week? How's your praise this morning? The question is, he accepted us. We ought to accept them. And if we do that, we'll bring praise to God. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Worship team can come back up. If you're working uh, altar ministry team today, you're welcome to come up as well. Every head bowed, every eye closed. He accepted me. He accepted me. I must accept them. And if I do that, I will bring praise to God. As your eyes are closed, your head bowed, just simply ask God, am I bringing praise to you by the way I accept people? And whatever first pops into your heart and your head is usually the truth. Don't talk your way into a different answer. Just ask God, whatever your answer was, God, I, I want to accept them better. I want to accept them the way you accepted me. I want to bring praise to my God by the way I accept. This morning you may be here. The acceptance part for you is that he has accepted you, but you know in your heart you've never accepted him. So I'm asking you on this beautiful fall morning, if you know deep down inside, man, I, I, I've never accepted him. I accepted what he did on the cross. I know what he did on the cross, but I've never asked him into my heart and changed my life. This morning, you can do that. This morning, you say, well, I, I, I've been looking for a church home, a place to be accepted and to accept others, and this is that place. You may want to come this morning as well to anybody here, and we can help you with that. So I'm going to pray. We're going to stand, and we're going to worship. We're going to praise. And we're going to accept others so that we can praise him better. Father, this morning, thank you for the simple word, real practical, easy, simple message, Father. But God, it's different. It's hard because we don't want to just merely listen to the word. We want to be doers of the word. And your word tells us that you accepted us. We need to accept others. And if we do that, we bring praise to our God. So God, during this time, as we stand in just a little bit, maybe we just need to come to the altar. Maybe we just need to come to someone, have them pray over us. 
May we need to accept you as a Savior and Lord. May we found the church home. Whatever that is, I pray, Father, that in this time that we will be obedient to you. For this is my prayer in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 